Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm Jimmy Palumbo, your host, with Chris Gucci behind the glass on a fine Monday here. Of course, this is a little different because I am coming to you live from Los Angeles, right by Universal City. Uh, So we are coming via Los Angeles, via the FlippingMadeEasy.com studios, via ChopSportsMedia.com. So this might just be called the VIA show. Okay. Yeah, we hoard ourselves out, hoard ourselves out major. Yes, so I'm three, I'm three thousand miles away, trying to do a uh, my lovely podcast. I didn't want to skip a week because I know my fans would be so depressed if you didn't have a Jimmy Palumbo show on Tuesday morning, um, and hopefully this one will drop at six a.m. Tuesday. But you know, with Chris, with his uh, lovely Packers being five and one, it'll probably drop at noon. Well, no, that's no, okay. well. we'll it's a late start because you're on West Coast time, and today's Ashley's birthday. Happy birthday, Ash. But we got some dinner reservations tonight. Well, I was going to get to that, uh, which is wonderful. You're taking her out to dinner on a Monday night. Um, you know, of course, you did instead of taking her out on Friday or Saturday. Well, we did. For her birthday. Saturday, we went out and did the Asbury thing. So we did We did go out Saturday okay. night, but we did right. that with friends. So this is... I was... I, yeah, this is a little more romantic. So what, are you just going to order pizza in, shut the lights off? All if right. it was up to me, then yes, but that's <laughs> right. not well, going to fly. I was going to do a special thing for Ashley. Happy birthday, but since you jumped the gun, happy birthday, Ashley. Uh, it's, I hope you have a great birthday. Uh, you only turn 18 twice, so really enjoy <laughs> it. Um, and so <laughs> that's awesome. Happy birthday. Uh, God love you. Um, well, this is show number 32. Now, listen, the number 32 it was weird for me because, like, there's tons of people. Obviously, the first thing that comes to when you when you think of number 32 is Ralph Houck, the manager of the Yankees in the 60s. I know, I know that I know that just jumps right at you, Chris. Definitely um, it's not the first number I thought of. And you first also person. think of Jim Brown and Sandy Koufax and Dr. J, Carl Malone, Steve Carlton, uh, a guy who I don't know if you guys remember, Orenthal James Simpson. Uh, he was a great player. Kind of screwed up just a little bit after his career. Uh, we got uh, Franco Harris um, in football. Rutgers, my guy, Devin McCourty, number 32. And also one of my favorite, uh, number 30. Uh, said O.J. Anderson, 32. But I remember him as 24. Yeah, he was 24. The, uh, the but I think he was 32 with the Cardinals when he was like the best running back. in the, Him and Tony Dorsett were the two best running backs in the league. Nobody remembers that but me. But I got a De- Magic Johnson, of course. But I think in this in this uh, in this time we live in, I got to go with a guy that was in the Yankees lore for a very long time, little bit before my time, but not as a coach, uh, and that would be number thirty-two, Elston Howard. Uh, now Elston Howard is really he's got some really cool things. Number one, he was the first African American Yankee, and books have been written about how. The reason why the Yankees sucked in the late 60s and 70s is because they were like asleep at the wheel when every team was importing players from the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and all these different countries. The Yankees were stuck in the 50s and uh, they were kind of late to that, uh, which cost them years of losing. The other thing is Elston Howard was like very well respected, played with Yogi, kind of, co- you know, she shared some catching duties with Yogi when Yogi got older. Um 
But Elson Howard is also, if you watch the clip, uh, it's always funny, of Billy Martin and Reggie fighting in Boston. Elston Howard is in between them. And you can, he if you watch his body language, he looks like, he feels like punching Reggie out. And then once Reggie's down, turn around and punching Billy Martin out. Like, he's literally like, you know, guys, what are we doing? It's MLB Game of the Week on Channel 4. And I got two jerk-offs, Billy Martin. And, you know, you, you got to watch it. He's just Is that like, the game where they pulled Reggie, like, mid in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you, next time you watch the clip, look at Elson Howard. And, of course, uh, you know, Frank Messer's like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Elson Howard's in Rizzuto. It's so bad. It's great. But that's it. Ellie Howard, as they call him. Um, and uh, so that's it. You know, he also he also got he died quickly. He got sick and died, passed away a little bit before his time. But Ellie Howard, number thirty two, from the Yankees. I grew up. All Yankee fans remember him being a bench coach for like ten years, especially seventy seven, seventy eight. So that's it. Show number thirty two. So here we go. Well, I'm in Los Angeles. Um, it's it's. I've been here for six days. My nephew. Big John Mayberry or John Henry Riccardi. I call him Big John Mayberry since he's like a little baby. He took a job as an assistant for my with my management company, who's, although I'm not big at their company, the management company itself is very big. Um, and uh, he uh, got an assistant job on a, uh, one of the owner's desks, uh, Brian Dobbins. It's owned by uh, Peter Principato and a couple other guys. And Peter was my friend, my manager, still is, and with uh, Ted Bender, but he's on the desk of Brian Dobbins. So my nephew's out here. So I came out here to show him around to uh, did you, let him now know. The question is, did you give him his stipend? Because I know that you were handed an envelope for your nephew. Did yes, make I, uh, I did. I did give him the envelope, um, and my sister was also out here to help move in, and. Uh, so uh, he was all settled. I drove him all around. We actually went to Saint Santa Anita Park yesterday to watch the horses. And if you've ever been out there, it's just beautiful. It's in the middle of uh, just past Pasadena there. Uh, it, it, it's like compared to the Meadowlands, the Meadowlands is like going to Division of Motor Vehicles to watch <laughs> races. Uh, but but listen, I always say this park is so beautiful. Uh, but the, the funniest thing about any kind of gambling is – when you walk in, it's much nicer. The food is nicer. But once you actually get, like, go to the screen to put your bed in and you're watching the races, you could be in the middle of Patterson and you don't care. Like, once you start to do the gambling end of it, you don't really care where you are. The whole glamour, the art deco. Oh, look at me. I'm at the Kentucky Derby or Santa Anita. It's like, no, now I'm gambling. Everybody shut up. And you're screaming, like, you know, for the four horse to come in, you know. It's the same thing with gambling. People go, Oh, Vegas is so much nicer than Atlantic City. And it is for the first 25 minutes that you're there. But once you get out of the card table, <laughs> you don't Same care. exact thing. You and don't care if you're in your, your buddy's basement. You don't care. And typically like. 5 a.m. the next morning feels the same, whether you're in Vegas or yes. AC. And, and the Johnny Walker Black tastes the same. And when the, when the dealer's showing a 10 and you got a 15, you got a hit, you don't care where you are. And if you talk to most big gamblers, they totally agree that, at the first half hour, and once you sit at the tables, all you want is the your, you know, you want the dice to work out and also get your cards. So I've been out here staying with Mark DiCarlo, who's been on our show. He was our first guest, 
actually, right. and his it's lovely like a full wife. Circle situation here. Yep, and I'm coming live from their in-home studio, which is cool out in Los Angeles. He's up in the Hollywood, the backside of the lie. Hollywood when, Hills. When, when when we learned that you were going to be doing this episode remote, I said to Dave earlier, I was like, I guarantee you, Jimmy comes home and he buys equipment when he realizes how easy it is to do this way now. Well. Uh, but you know what? You know what? That, that, you know, let me tell you why that's insulting. Now, this is why. See, this is why I hate doing the show um, because you just didn't, you basically said that I don't want to come down and see you guys. No, you know no, I, mean? I think I think it'll take an element away from the show. I'm hoping that you don't because as much yeah, because, as you're a pain in my ass, you know Monday is, is a fun day, listen, and you know the element of you being here is it adds listen, to it. We're on Zoom right now, so I'm looking at you uh, over video, even though it's only audio here. And there's just something about seeing that Chop Sports sign right behind you, and it just inspires me. Um, but you know why I'm glad? You know why I'm glad I'm not I'm not in studio right now because I would be inundated with Packer and Cowboy bullshit. Uh, I love the fact that these two teams are five and one. You guys are all got a hard on, and there's clearly no way either one of those teams are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, stop! Not going to happen. Stop. They're not, not going to happen. So who's going to win, Jimmy? Dick, you're matter. acting like we're going to be in the last four to five teams in it, guaranteed. So, so if it gets well, first of all, first of all, the, the Cowboys can lose the rest of the games and still win the division. No, well, I agree okay. with that. I'm not. I'm not. And saying this is. I just think everybody thinks everybody's team. This is the point of the season where everybody, if you're an NFL fan and your team is doing well, everybody starts to smell it. Like we're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, no, then, I, like, I know better because the Packers have been really good for a really long time, and I only have one to they, show for it. So right. So they, the Packers rarely win. The Super Bowl. So, um, unfortunately, and most of the time that's because of McCarthy, but now McCarthy's close to the Cowboys. So there's really no chance, in my in my opinion. I teased. Actually, uh, the Cowboys are very good. They're playing good football. Uh, I'm not completely sold on them yet, but because um, I, I think the Patriots might stink and they were moving the ball. This, this, what happened to this Cowboy defense? <laughs> the Patriots are going up and down and up and down and if they didn't throw that pick six I think the game would have been over anyway um, but uh, the, the Cowboys are good and of course Aaron Rodgers is on the uh, Packers and anytime he's healthy and back there the Packers have a chance to beat you especially with 30 seconds and again yesterday I had to watch a little bit of the NFL and all I saw is a huge comeback and they march all the way down to the 48 for a field goal it's like I am so I can't believe nobody agrees with me with this. The NFL, there's the the the, the comeback, the drive, all that shit. All you got to do is you complete two 12-yard passes. I'm like, here you go, lining up for a huge kick. I've told like, you about this, though, that you got to start playing defense straight up. Like, whatever defense you played to put yourself in the position to be winning right then, keep playing that way. Too many teams stop nobody, blitzing. Too many teams it, only play the sideline. They give up the middle of the field. It's the coordinators. That's the problem. The kickers have no. been good for a really long time. Not not this good. Well, the length is, is incredible. Well, let's think about this. Just I know this is a, a one one case scenario, but how long did that field goal record last? That that record just got broken three no, but, weeks ago, and it lasted you for understand. fifty but, but you're, years. You're wrong. No, you're wrong about that. No, I'm not. It, Six, the, the, the guy with the half a foot? That's yeah, they, not the record he broke. They, yes, it is. They tied the no, record. There was not. There was guys that tied that record. That record has there been... Was guy, it went to like 63 yards, and then someone that's hit That's like what that record was. He, his, his record was a 63 no, yard. He did not break the guy with the half a foot's record. Go look it up. A guy oh broke God. it down to, I think, uh, my buddy Matty Bryant tied the record. 
Anyway, it's not the point. The bottom line is the NFL's got to do something because during the game, everybody tried. If you if you only kick field goals, you lose, right? You would agree with that. Yeah. So when there's nine seconds to go, you just complete one pass, and now you guys lined up to win it. It's stupid. It makes the games impossible. They got to move. They got to do something about how easy it is to win or tie the game with four seconds to go. Of course, that'll lead me directly to my New York football giants. Now, I actually, um, well, there's a couple of things I got to discuss. One of the things, uh, I'm going to get back to L.A. in a second. The Giants, oh, dear God, they, of course, you know I'm going to say they stink, and they do. Uh, But I really got to admit, there's, there's no one on the field that I remember playing in the beginning of the year. There's just even uh, uh, Tony's out. Kadarius is out. All their wide receivers are out. I don't think any team with a, with a okay, the Giants had a below average offense. Then you take away five of their wide receivers. Yeah, I agree. You know, and even 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 the Packers, even like Rodgers would be the only guy. I would probably and even, even Daniel Jones, they were saying, I mean, I, I had a conversation with Dave on the Daily Show today about Daniel Jones and Dave's like, Daniel Jones is back. The turnover machine's back. I'm like, well, you know he's coming off. He was he played good for first four weeks. Daniel Jones was lights out. He got hit really hard in the Cowboys game. Whoever initiated the contact, you could make your case for. But he was he had a concussion. Maybe he shouldn't have played this week. And then Maybe. you take all yeah. his weapons away from him. His starting running back, his three right. of and his four receivers, and then the guy, the one guy that we thought might come and play well. He, and he, he left the game in the first he, quarter too. And he did have like three catches for thirty six yards. Yeah, no, he played on. well in the first quarter, and then that was it. Um, but, yeah, and you know one of the things. Um, you know, I, I don't want to break down all of his interceptions, but, you know, listen, if you've got a receiver who's not getting the reps and he hasn't been working out, and even if you're, you got uh, uh, Brady or Rodgers, if you're supposed to do a 15-yard curl and you do a 17-yard curl, it's an interception. Yeah, and let's not— If you not, do a 13, you know— Let's, so not, you, let's you, not forget the team they played. Right. You know, well, another thing, they, and they ran into a decent team as well. I understand that. But the Giants are just a mess. I think you're going to see— I think you're going to see the great, uh, the great uh, out with the bathwash. I think you're going to see Gettleman, Judge. I think the whole thing is going out the door, um, and I think you're going to see the Giants even dump some players. And I know they got a bunch of draft picks in the first round, and I think you're going to see a total rebuild going on. I think they have to. The biggest They're, question mark about the Giants right now is what are they going to do with Daniel Jones? Do they obviously they don't have to extend him yet, but they have you know, to. They have to agree to pay him that fifth year if they want. Well, I think it's real simple. I think it's real simple. You got to uh, get a new GM, get a new infrastructure at your organization, and then you got to see what quarterbacks are coming out. And it doesn't. Uh, there's a couple of guys that are pretty good coming out, but you know, you that's what that's what the new GM job's going to be. Now, he, a new GM may take over and say, "Hey, you know." Uh, we, Daniel Jones is fine. We're going to wait for a quarterback. But the Giants are a mess. They stink. They're not going anywhere. I don't think they're going to be spoilers. I think they're in big trouble. And it's brutal because the Jets stink. The Giants stink. It's just bad for football. Um, but that leads me to another. Uh, now that we're, I feel like I'm out of wake this morning. You guys are all happy with your heart on with your teams. We got to discuss the most brutal loss for me in the last 10 years. Uh, the Rutgers Mick Scarlet Knights took on a 
a bad Northwestern team. And they got smoked 21-7. to They lost the game at the line of scrimmage. Vedral was exposed. Um, there was no push. There was no the receivers. Everything was to the to the sideline. I don't. Uh, nobody played well. Uh, our kicker stinks. I've been saying that for a year and a half now. Uh, and you just can't lose to Northwestern. Northwestern's going to stink the rest of the way. Mark my words. And now they're three and four. Four losses in a row. I keep on telling everybody you got to get the six wins. Now they got to go three and two to go to a bowl. And one of the games is against Penn State. So that's a loss. So pretty much those other four games, Maryland, uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, and uh, forgetting one other team. Uh, now there's no margin for error now. Um, and I actually think they're going to be not favored in the rest of the way. And I think we could be looking at a three and nine. I don't think they may not win a game. That's how I feel. And, and depending how Penn State does the rest of the way, I got to hope that Penn State gets another loss because they're still in it if they beat Ohio State. But if Penn State gets that second loss, uh, sometimes the Penn State teams tank once they realize they can't make the uh, – the. Uh, I don't think there's any chance at a, at a Penn State debacle against Rutgers. Like Penn State's backups are probably going to beat that team. Well, I agree, but it, like the only chance is if – uh, Penn State doesn't care about the game. I've yeah. seen that. Actually, outside of last year, in the previous four years, we played well against Penn State because you could just see that Penn State didn't care. But if Penn State still has one loss and we're playing and we're playing them, we're going to lose sixty to nothing. So Rutgers stinks. Very disappointing in Shiano. Uh, he got out coached. He had coaches bumping into referees on the sidelines, giving the teams first downs when you're only down by. You know, you're down by 14 with five minutes to go. Technically, you're still in the game, desperation time, and your coach is knocking into refs like by accident. Then you got coming out of timeouts, blowing the clock, the 30-second clock, horrific. Uh, so the Giants suck. I'll leave it at that. I mean, Rutgers sucks, and the Giants suck. And I'm saying suck, not stinks. But I'll say they both think. The other negative thing is, and I don't know if you and Dave feel this way behind the glass, like really like the Red Sox and the Braves like might make the World Series, like really? So not only do the Yankees suck, the Mets suck, we got to watch two teams that we hate actually compete for the World Series. Like New York is just... I, I don't mind the Braves personally. I hope they I know, win out listen, of every we're, team we're left. We're not Mets fans, but some no. of our audience are Mets fans. And what it's guaranteeing is... Half of New York's going to be pissed uh, um, that, you know, uh, and New Yorkers don't like Boston anyway. So, like, there's just no, there's just no positives at all. And even if the Astros go it, yeah, no, there's no, there's nothing good coming out of the AL, that's for sure. Right. But so I don't really I mind a, the Dodgers or the Braves. Well, I am actually rooting for, uh, I'm going to root for the Dodgers. Yeah, you're in LA. You got some ties to LA. It makes sense. Right. I got so I'm gonna. I, I'm not a Dodger fan. I went to one game here. Dodger Stadium is one of the most beautiful stadiums on the planet. Even though it's older, it's gorgeous. If you ever go to LA, go to a game. Uh, but that annoys my soul. Um, the other thing I want to talk about. I'll make this little segue here. Uh, excuse me one second. <coughs> uh, must have been from a Chesterfield I smoked at Kappa Sig at Rutgers in '84. Um, 
I went to go see the Rolling Stones Thursday night. Now, I know some people are still like, the Rolling Stones, that geezer band. I got to tell you a few things. Number one, SoFi Stadium is so awesome. And it should be what I think someone should do from the New York area. They should do a documentary on SoFi Stadium and just take videos of all SoFi Stadium and every day send it to, to the Mara family. Uh, uh, every day and just with a thing says Giant Stadium sucks Giant Stadium sucks Yeah like what were they thinking when they put all it, that money into a big slab of concrete Okay first of all it's 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 a really cool stadium but what they did now I know it's Southern California so there's a weather issue is different but pretty much what it is it it's it's like a giant stadium a little smaller okay but the hallways are wide. The, the concession stands, there's room for it. Like Giant Stadium had the entire Meadowland. That you should the, the walkways at Giant Stadium should have been a hundred yards. They're still small. SoFi Stadium put this like metal tarp that goes over the stadium. I totally get why there was that rain delay with the lightning. Because when you go to the concession, when you're inside the stadium, it feels indoors. But when you go to the concession stands, open ended, so there's a breeze that comes through. Uh, it's it's wide open. It's it's gorgeous. Now I never been to the Jerry's World and uh, and the Vegas Stadium, but uh, you could just tell it's along those lines. Easy to get in. The escalators, the, everything's just nice. It works prop. It's just awesome. Um, and but the Rolling Stones put on a show, bro. I'm telling you, this guy's 78 years old. Yeah, that's okay, mind-blowing to me that, that he's that old. Can't my mother's 81. Like, you know, I, like my mother could date Mick Jagger and people wouldn't be like, oh, that's about right. I mean, it's I just threw my mother under the bus. She wouldn't date Mick Jagger. But I'm saying, this guy's 78. I, I, have, I had trouble walking up to my seat. And I look out on this stage <laughs> and there's this skinny bag of bones that would, you know, and then Keith Richards, who's, he's way younger. He's 76. And Ronnie Wood is 74. And they're actually like, remember they, everybody, Keith Richards looked like shit like five years ago? You know, it was a couple of, now I think Keith Richards looks like a, like a nice, good looking grandpa, you know, that should have uh, you know, grandkids and great grandkids on his knee. Uh, then the show comes on and they rock it. I mean, Mick sings, he dances around the stage. He still's got that like sexy Mick Jagger thing going at 78. Uh, one thing I did notice, they did have like, they had a little bit more backup vocals. Yeah. So well, they had, you're going to have that. At, he's right, he's uh, 80. Uh, right. For a little, right, like, for a little filler and a couple of extra guitar players and bass players. I saw a little bit, but you know what? This is not Millie Vanilli. They played for like three hours. They played. And the thing about the Rolling Stones, I'm not a huge Stones fan. Like I, I, I have some compilation albums, but I don't rush to go get an album. Um, they not only do they have iconic songs that somebody from 80 to a 15 year old knows the song. Yeah. They also have what I think is very unique about them for me. They have iconic riffs. So when you hear satisfaction, uh, 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 it's like. Nobody speaks yet, and you know it's the Stones, and it's it's you know, uh, people used to say like the Allman Brothers had did, that. Did they bring anyone else hear, out? Nope. There was supposedly Paul McCartney was at the at the stadium. We don't know if that was a rumor. They closed it out with Satisfaction. They did Sympathy for the Devil, 
was awesome. They did, uh, uh, you know, hey, hey, you, you, get off of my cloud. Um, there was just uh, Give Me Shelter. It was awesome. They closed with Give Me Shelter and Satisfaction. But, like, people were dancing in the aisles. I went with my buddy Mark here and Yenny. Um, he brought... Uh, uh, he brought two women with him that were s stunning. Uh, Jimmy Palumbo was trying to get involved here. I was trying for a little Eddie Lee, Eddie Lee Wilkins running one-hander. Um, but I met some, uh, she was, uh, there was a girl, Jessica, there who was beautiful. Um, I was busting her balls a little bit. Uh, she, she was looking at me like I was an oil painting, but that's okay. We were, it was just a great night out of rock and roll. Uh, Rolling Stones totally rock, but that stadium is beautiful. Like, how could anybody, like, uh, you know, I was talking to a Ram fan there, and he was like, oh, I was thinking about going this weekend to Giant Stadium. I was like, why? Giant stink, and you would be miserable inside an air conditioner. Um, and... Uh, just the whole thing and the way they jammed it near the horse track. Oh my God. The whole thing stinks. Um, but, um, so that was it. We had saw the stones. LA's was the weather. Of course is really nice. I got a little sentimental driving around. I lived out here for a while. Um, I was not an LA guy. I never felt, uh, comfortable with it, but I was explaining to my nephew, you know, the Rutgers game started at 9 a.m., the giant game was at 10 a.m. And it's really brutal in the beginning. I remember hating it for two years. But you know what, bro? If you got shit to do on a Sunday, the early start is so much better. Yeah, uh, I, I, like, I would love that. It, it, it's really awesome. I wake uh, up at 6 a.m. and I sit there and wait for the game. So when The only thing you would hate, you would hate, though, baseball, though. You know, you're running around. The game started at 4 o'clock. Yeah, that, that I um, wouldn't do. But anybody who makes the argument that baseball starts too late, it's great if you're in L.A. The game starts at 5 o'clock. Right after work, you go, you have a couple beers. Uh, but I definitely got uh, sentimental. We went out with my sister and uh, Mark here. We went to an Italian restaurant called Michelli's, which I think is the old school, like, shitty good Italian restaurant right in Studio City. Um, they have, like, the little Chianti glasses. You get, like, a veal parm like that. Um yeah, is there, are there better Italian restaurants? Yes, but you know what? To me, it's like this place was, you know, built in like 1940. It's got that old feel, those those Chianti bottles hanging on the ceiling and that kind of thing. We had a nice meal, and I went to my old haunt, the Foxfire Lounge and Theater, which I've talked about on this show. And I brought my sister and brother-in-law. I didn't say anything. I said, "Listen, I'm gonna take you to my old bar." I've been there four times. I've been here five days. I've been in the bar four times. Um, it's so dark when you walk in, bro. It's, I got. If we ever get out to LA, you will be. So you will the, be like the, the question I have: Did they recognize their old buddy? They did. The owner was there, and one of the old bartenders was there. They were like, "Palumbo's here!" And I, I had a bloody mary, of course. And then um, th that night, I brought my sister and brother-in-law in, and my my brother-in-law was like, "Oh my god." This is awesome because it's clean inside. It's not dirty. It's not like a shitty dive bar in New Jersey. It's just clean, but it's like no windows, paneling, only two flat screens. They only have like one college game on. Like <laughs> This is the place you want to be to go, you know, drink yourself to death. Uh, but they're friendly. The prices are reasonable. And uh, my sister even liked this. She goes, this place is really cool. Then I brought my nephew in yesterday after Santa Anita. And he was like, oh, my God. It's a little far away from where I live. I said, yeah, it is. I said, he goes, but this is where you, it's one of those days when you're like 
when you're hating your girlfriend one day and you just want to go to a bar at 10 a.m. and not leave till 9 and Uber home, this is the place. No one's going to bother you. No one's going to talk to you if you don't want. Um, someday, if you ever come out here, Chris, I'm telling you guys, you'll want to do a live show from the Foxfire Lounge uh, over here in North Hollywood. So we had a blast doing that. Um, it was pretty wild. We ended up, my buddy Mark, of course, uh, booked this pilot and uh, uh, this influencer thing, man. It was uh, it was wild. Yeah, I, w- I was uh, hoping that you'd get to that. Uh, it, it they're doing a pilot uh, about instead of like you know uh, listen, I didn't work on it from what I heard. Instead of like the Kardashians or the Jersey Shore, those kind of reality shows, this would be about a bunch of influencers, which. Or the people that annoy my soul, the people that their thumbs are attached to their phone and all they do is post and write and, and look at me and they gather millions of fans. And they're also these companies, like if you have a new perfume coming out, you get in touch with these people and they post about it and they share things and it's all that. But this isn't like the way like you and I on our personal page, you share something. This is like, this is like hardcore. They're just blowing it out and they're very good at it. Um, but they're also it's also something I hate about it. It's like, it's like you don't know if they're talented. Are they? They're posting videos. It's just odd. But they're all young. They're between like twenty well, and twenty three. If it's a TV show, then it's a reality based TV show. Yeah. So they're gonna get a bunch of so influencers my, in a house. My guess is that they're gonna make it. Some people are gonna be really talented, and there's gonna be some people that aren't talented but might be funny. There's gonna be somebody that is completely not talented at all, and they don't and know that why gets they're exposed. there. And it's, right, exactly. Right, right, right. That's what this is gonna be all about. And I, I, I'm actually know, it, interested in it to be honest. And it, I'm not really uh, a reality cool. TV guy. Uh, some of the women were gorgeous, but they were so young. Uh, like, like Ashley would have been a wily old veteran. She would have been like Tom Brady there. Uh, the, uh, uh, see, that's a good, that's a good thing because Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the league. So I actually said something nice about your girl, but like there were some girls there that looked like I almost went up to one girl and said, Hey, you know, I, I wish I had my daughter out here. I'd love to introduce you. Cause my daughter's 12 and you're just a few years older. Um, and they also had like, this would made me laugh. There was a guy there. Now everybody knows about the celebrity tequilas, like the like everybody's got a tequila. Yeah, like now. The Rock has one, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. Chop Sports. We'll have a tequila in two months. But there was a guy there with like I don't even remember the name. It was like a shitty looking bottle, and he was he was like a nobody trying to promote his tequila. And I was like, I was being quiet because I didn't want. I was I was gonna go up to him like, dude, really? Like you're a little late to this dance. Why don't you come up like? with like a gin or something that no one's doing. <laughs> it's like you're doing, you're like 35th in line of, you should have uh, tried to line up some podcast guests while you yeah, were at this well, little influencer party. I, well, I, I made my connections. It was their rap party for the pilot. So I didn't want to be intrusive, but I did make some connections and perhaps we will. I did meet a guy who was a skier and he's got involved in this thing and we ended up having a long conversation. He also does stand up. So I'll be, uh, maybe we'll have him on. Uh, and I, he can tell me all about the show. I may get the director and producer on if I can. Um, cause I really want to learn more, not so much about the show, about that whole world. I think it's cause it's new. I know influencers have been around, but it's, it's actually still very new. No one, like, I don't think my mother knows what an influencer is. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's not, a, I don't really get it. It's either, not a 100%. common word, uh, an influencer. Right. It's like, what do you mean? When you say influencer, people a lot of times think like bad influence, but this is no, just, it's, it's just it's what like, you're saying. If you right. want to if you want to sell something, you go to somebody that has followers in that niche 
and let's say you're trying to sell gym equipment or, or a workout plan, you would go to somebody that's in the gym, in the fitness niche, and you'd say, okay, who has the most followers? And you'd go give that product to that person and pay them to post it. That's right. essentially what it is. And there's, there's more to it, but yes, that's exactly how it, that's how it was presented to me. And that's in my head, how I have it. But, uh, it was really funny and they were, uh, you know, just to see young. And first of all, listen, I'm shot. I'm 56. And, but you know, LA is the you know entertainment capital of the world. And, um, whenever I'm out in LA and I'm out and about in a bar or lounge or even on a TV set from, if, if I'm blessed enough to be back here in LA on a show, even though you're older, it's still nice to see young L.A. In other words, like, I was part of that crowd when I first started out. I was a little older, but when I was doing my live-on-tape development deal, and I was part of that up-and-coming stuff. Um, and it's it's not bad to, like, it's nice to see, like, wow, these kids are full of hope, dreams, talent. Um, you know, they're all, the pitfalls that are going to face these young kids are all going to happen. Some are going to yeah. be hooked up when, on drugs. When, you look, go at, when you look at a group of people in that situation and you know the numbers and it's a numbers game and you look at like, okay, so there's 50 people there and you're like, just by, by default, 10 of them won't make it. Five of them will move home. You know, like that's how it goes. No, yeah, there, there was like 50 people. I was actually doing that kind of math in my head. I was like, you know what? Who, who here 30 years from now is going to be eking out a living in showbiz? And I, I was like, I think it's like five people. You know, I, you know, I, and, and I'm thinking like the way these kids are so young, 10 of them, maybe if they're from St. Louis or, you know, Denver, they'll be back home, uh, uh in, in maybe a month, you know, you don't know. Um, I was blessed enough to stick it out by keeping, staying in, in, in New York and New Jersey where I could live at home and all that. But I didn't mind, even though I had nothing to talk about with these kids, like any reference Oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm an actor. You know, of course, I was throwing the friends at him. Once you said, I let off with friends because those kids love friends. They're like, oh, my God, I remember that episode. But after that, I had literally, I had one pitch. I was like, hey, coach, only put me in the game. If it's 0-2, I could strike him out with friends. After that, I, you know, there's no reference. I said I do stand up and uh, stuff like that. But um, you, you did. Did you do Entourage? Yeah, uh, so Entourage worked. There's a few. I'm sure you got a few more in there. Yeah, but it was. Uh, but they were very like, oh my god, how long have you been doing stand? I was talking a little bit. There was some comedians that were there, um, but most of them were the, like these guys who were just like, they're not actors, they're not comedians, they're just like social media influence. It's really weird. Like that's their talent. They don't sing. They don't dance. They don't audition. They just, they just text. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but that's part of the new world. But I got a kick out of it. Uh, the other cool thing is, uh, which is exciting. I'm coming back tomorrow. So I'll be in the air when the show drops. Um, and this is something, uh, Dave will get a kick out of as well. I, uh, I used to play on a softball team here called bad mojo, bunch of Chicago guys. And, um, we had some very famous, I did a couple of unique things in that league, which I mentioned on the show. Um, I once hit uh, four home runs on four pitches and you know, I'm not a home run hitter, but I just, they use a really hard like golf ball in this league. And uh, I just first time up, hit a home run the left, second time up home run the right third time up home run over the center fielder's head, fourth time up over the right fielder's head, four pitches. So when I got up for the fifth time, my buddy Murph on the team said, Hey, Palumbo, you know, you got four home runs on four pitches. 
I was like, I didn't take a strike. He goes, nope. He looks at me, he goes, you know, you got to swing at the first pitch. I think the pitcher heard us. And I wasn't trying to show up to pitcher at all. He threw this ball, dude. It was like seven feet in front of home plate, way outside. And I thought to myself, I'm a student of the game. I have to swing at this. I literally like, like outstretched through the bat on it and like fouled it off to the right. But it was like, like the hometown fans were like, I had to do it. Like we were winning the game. Of course, if the game was close. I wouldn't have done it, but I was like, you got to do it to go for the record five for five. So how'd you do in your return? That's the question. Uh, well, we play tonight. So oh. it's, uh, so my, I'm making my, I haven't played here, uh, in 10 years. Um, they want me to go to the batting cages. I'm like, come on, I'm not doing any of that. I hope you got some extra I, leg room. You're going to be hobbled on that flight home tomorrow. I, uh, I, that's why I'm, I, you know, I actually, I thought about that. If I pull a hammy, I'll be dying on a plane. Um, but I will be playing softball tonight. We may shoot some videos for the show. It'll be like LA based videos. I don't know what we're going to do, but somehow we'll turn it to Johnny Trino. Um, so Johnny Trino is back in LA to play softball. So maybe we'll announce a trade. Chop Sports, no, a loner. I'm a loner player. Chop Sports Media loans out Johnny Trino to Bad Mojo in LA. But the worst part about it is, I still have. They bought years ago like full jerseys, like high quality jerseys. But dude, I haven't put it on in ten years. I'm like thinking to myself, now you're all nipple. So uh, I don't know if it's gonna uh, work. Nipple. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to button it. <laughs> Uh, I think we're going to rename the team the Fat Bastards. But uh, so anyway, I'll be playing ball tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting home. You know, you know, what, I, you know what I watched finally in one day or two days? I watched Squid Game. I took your advice. And I actually went into it with this repeated in my head. You got to get past the subtitles. You got to get past the language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, and I did. Was I right? Was I you right You were 100% right. Yeah, because right. basically 20 minutes in, I didn't care anymore. I just got used right. to it. And now when it, the first episode ends, you're definitely like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm right? I, 20 minutes in. As soon as as soon as it was red light, bah, 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 I was like, all right, I'm hooked. That's it. How about, you know what? And it's funny. I knew I knew you guys as sports fans were going to kick out of you because when they do red light, green light, most of everybody stopped. But they did like a little movement. They didn't really. Yeah, like, they didn't give them. There, like, there was no margin for error. In other words, <laughs> and no say, advice. Like, uh, and then you only had a certain amount of time to get over the uh, the finish line. So if you went really slow, you you weren't going to make it. Yeah. And but I so funny uh, when I watched the first time, I actually rewound it. The one guy moves. I thought it was questionable. But yeah, the, you the don't get is, there's no coach's challenge in this. There's just no get, challenge on this. That's it. I thought the guy like he just moved his arm and all of a sudden bah, 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 he got blasted. I was like, oh man. Uh, so you watched the whole thing? I did. I watched it, it and it was too. I actually was waking up early. I and dude, setting I, the I alarm and, and watching it before I started my work day. I would, I would just set it at five instead of six. But, but I, tell people, I tell people that you got to watch the beginning because there's a little setup of who the guy, the main guy is. But the first 20 minutes are definitely slow for two reasons. Plot-wise, you don't even know what you're watching. Put it this way. The then first 20 minutes and the last 20 minutes of the entire season, I was like, all right. I saw it all. Like They right. did a good job with the now ending. Now, listen, though. I hated I hated. The last episode. Yeah, me too. Because I liked I liked the fact that they didn't waste any time for the game to end. And then I was like, right. all right, when I saw well, who I don't won. Wanna, I don't want to be a spoiler because that's yeah. not cool. But I was just like you. I was like, wait a minute. It's like they showed what in the first eight minutes. And now I'm like, where are they going to go with it? And I absolutely hated the way it ended. I thought I hated it. It was um, like they took a really good idea and a good plot. And they just 
beat it to death at the end. Right. Now, I'm not going to give plot points away. I see where they're going, and we'll talk about it off camera. And if they do, if they do another season, it's not even shot yet. Well, first of all, they're they're gonna do another season because right because it's like the most successful TV way show of all money. time. And that's where another thing too. Like, if I'm being super critical, I could pick out thirty things about the show that I was like, ah, oh, they could have done. But really, it's it's oh, Korean TV, it, so you have okay. to you have to kind of no, look at it from listen, a different lens. I'm sure most people have heard the show simply is you know uh, they play children's games. That we all played as kids, but if you lose, you die. That's really what it was. That's really what the show is. And you're just wondering who gets, it's like a live reality show, who gets voted off the island, but you don't get voted off, you 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 die quickly. And and right in front of the guy you just lost to. So it's not, it's not like, goodbye, honey, we'll see you later. It's like a brutal death happens right in front of you. So even like if Tom, of course, Tom Brady would have won the squid game very easily. I think, Obviously. Uh, you know, it would have been like Brady and Rogers, <laughs> Brady and Rogers. And like Daniel Jones, would like there's so many things I want to say right now that would be jokes, but I feel like they will give away. Yeah. Part we're of we're the trying plot, to not so I away. will not do it. I'm going to refrain from being funny, but, but it's also, um, I don't know if you did this and the second episode has a real interesting concept. Uh, and I want to give it away, but it also makes you think like, while you're watching it, you're like, okay, you know, if I was really down and out, facing bankruptcy, facing a health issue, facing I'm 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 just on the dregs of society, and even in a place like America, you know, ninety nine percent of the time, if you're at the bottom of the of the of the of the system in the United States, you're probably not going to get out of it. But if someone says to you, "Hey, you're you're not going to make it," but I tell you what, try this. If you make it. You're a millionaire, and if you don't, you die. But, like, what kind of life did you have anyway? So you get into that moral, uh, not moral, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, if, yeah, I mean, uh, like, yeah, just like you're you're on the fence. You don't know what to do. Right, and you also, you also feel like some of the characters are such pieces of shit. You actually feel good about yourself. Like, wow, I would not choose to play this game because my life's not so bad. You know what I mean? For now. I mean, talk to me in two months. But, uh <laughs> The uh, it is a crazy. It's a concept. wild show. It's a wild show, uh, but uh, I, I guess we're giving it away by saying we hated the ending. But we hate the ending for different reasons. So I'm going to wait. We will wait a couple of more months when everybody should. If you didn't watch it, I, I feel weeks. like I feel like we could give them two more weeks on this show. Yes, because so if let's you make haven't a watched note. it in two weeks, if you start watching it, you're going to finish it in two weeks because it's pretty good and it is it is binge worthy. We'll call it. Where you could yes. you could loop you could loop in three episodes and not even realize it. So, but I but I I got to do I got to make one note. There's certain kind of people that as soon as the game starts will not they'll just turn it off. Yeah, like like you, you and there, I jerk off, so we this, get it. But if there's like like my mother, I I was explaining to my mother and she made me stop. Yeah, I even said to Ash like Ash was kind of there watching as I was watching, but didn't actually watch any of the episodes, and she was kind of hooked, but. The takeaway that I got from her was that there's just too much gore for no reason. Right. But then right. you realize that that's the whole point of the show, so there is a reason, but it's right. It's right. a lot. Right. It's excessive. It, it's definitely one of those shows. Uh, uh, to me, it's like a hula hoop kind of thing. You know, when they show old clips of everybody playing a hula hoop. Meanwhile, can you think of a more lame toy than a hula hoop? Right. And it was only for girls and guys. Like, I think, you know, when I was younger, I did it for like two seconds and I didn't know how to do it. I just grabbed a wiffle ball and played that. I feel like this is that hula hoop thing where 20 years from now we could say, 
you remember, uh, you know, remember we were playing, we watched squid game and stuff like that. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, squid game is definitely a cool show. And I'm, I'm in the middle of right now of like no shows to binge. I'm a little, I'm having uh, a little, see if uh, I can give you one. You watch Peaky Blinders yet? Yes. Yes. The, the other one I got a while I heard is really good is, uh, mean, mean streets or no, uh, not mean streets. Um, there's a show that people are saying is really good to watch, but um, I don't know. I mean, like a little, I'm Jonesing for like a, a show that really captures, I am in the middle of the wire, which I'm really enjoying. Oh, the wire. Um, you just keep watching the wire. Then I, uh, you watch yeah, breaking bad, I, obviously. Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in the second season of the wire and I am enjoying that. So, and I'll if you like the that. first season, it, it gets so much better. Like season well, two, what, three and four are so much better than season I, one. I tell you what, I got, I got to bust my own balls. The first um, episode one of season two, I was like a little bit disappointed that everybody tells me, no, stay with it, stay with it. And that's the beauty of some of these streaming shows. When, when somebody says to you, stay with it, stay with it, they really mean it. You know what I mean? Because I like I, you got to stay with it. And then usually season three or four shows sometimes – you know, they hook, they, they hook, uh, I was that way with oranges, the new black. Yeah. The good thing uh, about the wire though, is that they, they kind of show you the port in season one and how it works at the docks. And then they kind of get away from that a little bit and they go more into the right. inner city and then they start right. showing you how the actual wire is working, which is great. Just a great show. Yeah. I can't, my buddy Dominic Lombardozzi's on it and I watched a lot of it the first season years ago. But now with the streaming, you can just, you know, sit there with a glass of wine, you know, eight o'clock at night, Yankees aren't on, all my teams stink. I don't want to watch any I don't want to watch any pregame shows. And I'll just watch the wire. I end up watching two or three at night. So I'll I'll get through that pretty quick. We'll discuss it. But uh so that's it. I fly back tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to next week. We're definitely gonna do more. Um, don't forget chopsportsmedia.com. Check out my t-shirts. Uh, is the getting involved shirt up there? Yeah. Yeah. You got three shirts it's up, up there. there. We got three shirts, seven Oh six chops, uh, Jimmy Palumbo show and getting involved here. Uh, and it doesn't say here, but that's what the dot, dot, dot means. Uh, the, uh, my Rutgers has a bye week which they desperately need. Um, but we're going to be doing more video. We're going to kind of, um, I'm in the which, video room right now. I'm, I'm in yeah, the, the, so, the studio, we, the studio setup is here. Just Jimmy's not yep. with us. Well, as soon as they get back, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be posting more stuff, try to get a little more creative. And um, Chris and I are going to have some meetings this week to figure out what um, what are kind of our new segment. It's not going to be as long. Uh, I've as been Jimmy's kicking around meetings. some ideas. I think I might have. I have some things to present to you. We'll see what you think about them. Right, but more importantly, uh, because we didn't do Jimmy's bookings, I know some of you were sitting at home thinking. Wow, is he going to do something that he's almost never done? And but now I could say to you that this entire show was brought to you by a certain company. Now, Chris, let me ask you: What company do you think this entire show is brought to you by? Absolute Eyewear. That's right, Absolute Eyewear. Getting involved, forty-two Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, seven three two three two six three nine three seven. Of course, just to annoy. Uh, Chris, I'll say seven three two three two six eyes, um, which is so funny. Of course, it's owned by the most beautiful, greatest man in the world, Craig Michaud. 
and his sister Jalene. And those of you scoring at home know I bashed Craig for one episode, so I got to give him two good shout outs, even though her sister's way cooler. But I think he knows that now. I think even Craig's wife knows that, like, Craig owns it, but like it's really it's really Jay Bird runs the show, and she's a huge fan of Chop Sports, so we love her for that. Family owned, brother and sister. Uh, Craig is my right center fielder, and he's on my softball team for years. They're full service opticians. They got prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, safety glasses, sports glasses. They got everything. They're good people. Go over there, check them out. They got glasses for every budget. They got all the different plans you could use. Of course, it's $100 off a complete pair. If you mention the Jimmy Palumbo show and even maybe get a picture of me from the internet and post it on his wall, um, we'll do that. They've been in business like 16, 17 years. They're open five days a week. They're closed on Wednesday. Why are they closed Wednesday? Softball. And why are they closed Sunday? It's football Sunday, baby. Right. Now, I'm thinking to tell Craig, because the Giants suck, I think they should be open on Sunday. What do you think? Hey, Greg, Giants suck. Open up on Sunday. Leaving some money Um, on the table there, Craig. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, they got the, the, uh, what do you call it? They do the test. The optometrist is on site. They do all that. You can call them up for certain orders. They will ship stuff if you know exactly what you want and the size and everything. But usually they want to come in and actually fit you and stuff. They give you a good deal. They're great to the township of Woodbridge. The mayor wears his glasses and all that crap. So, again, Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Wurbage, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. They also have different kinds of glasses. And now it's time for me to rattle off what kind of glasses they have. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from Los Angeles via FlippingMadeEasy.com studios via Chop Sports Media. Absolute Eyewear has Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. So that's it. I was going to do a little Marv Albert, but it's dry out here. My voice is hurting me a little bit, so I can't really do it. I could say Ray-Ban getting involved here at Absolute Eyewear. And the next want to talk it over. And also, and this is for Dave, even though he can't hear me, he'll listen tomorrow. Like, the, the, clearly the Knicks are the best team in basketball. I don't know what anybody else is looking at. They just, they're just dominating the preseason. And again, I'm calling myself a creep because anybody who watches preseason sports is a creep. I'm one of them because Rutgers thinks, the Giants think, the Yankees think. I am now glued to the set of, of, uh, of Knicks basketball. And remember, starting next week, the Rutgers Scarlet Knight basketball team. Repeat, the when's, Rutgers when's Scarlet Knight basketball. Game? I know the NBA starts tomorrow. Like, first regular season game starts tomorrow. But oh, it's tomorrow think, already? Yeah, See, I, don't, I don't think the Knicks play tomorrow, but I think they play Wednesday or Thursday. Definitely right, so this week. I think the Knicks will have two games under their belt. I will do a full recap. Uh, I think the Knicks were like 5-1 and one in preseason, something like that. Or maybe 5-0, I don't even know. Yeah, and Randall, um, was, Randall was working on his outside shot a little bit, it looks like. Too. Uh, I love it. I love it. Plus, you know, everybody knows the NBA, how I feel about the NBA. There's there's 10 good teams, and there's 22 teams that stink. So your team, could, when they're playing those 22 teams that stink, you look like you're really good, and then next thing you know, 
you know, you're playing the Milwaukee Bucks and you lose by 12. And then you're playing the Lakers, you lose by 12. Well, or you play like the, the Knicks. The teams like the Knicks that play good defense all year round throughout the regular season will win a lot of games. But then when the playoffs come, we've talked about this. Everyone yes. plays good defense. Everyone because- plays good defense. And then they, all of a sudden they, they double down on Randall and all that. Um, but yes, but you know what? Listen. The Knicks have been so shitty for so long that I'm just getting off. I really don't know how well the Knicks are going to do. I thought they were going to be like, you know, go 50 and 32, but it scares me that Vegas has them. You know what? You don't mess with luck when Vegas. Has. Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, it, it's like a sucker bet. Here's to me. the thing I, last year, everybody. Everybody was low on the Knicks. They took a lot of teams by surprise. This year, it's going to be a very different story with the Knicks. They're going to have some tough games on their hands because they're not going to be that team, especially when you look at the the Vegas line. Last year, I think their their over-under was like 20. You know, they crushed right. it. So, But you know what? I actually think, I'm not saying, listen, you know my theory. that It's it's a, it's a star league. So, like, you know, listen, on paper, the, net, the Nets, and I'll argue this to the Cows come home, if if the big three are healthy and playing, well, no, Kyrie's not playing. They announced well, that he's out for the okay. for the I, season. I'm, I'm 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 saying that if he did, the Nets on paper are to me by far the best team in the league. But you know, guys get hurt, they chip away. Um, same thing, like you know, if LeBron hurts, he'll get hurt again because LeBron's like 55 years old now. But you know, the Knicks the Knicks are not at that level. I'm well aware. All I want them to do is win a round in the playoffs. That's all I want. But I, you never know. The Knicks could easily finish ninth and not make the playoffs. But I think they're going to be good on D. I think they made. I think they're better than last year. But you know, the NBA is a funky league. We don't know. They might be a better team. I don't know if they're going to get a better seed because I do think that the Hawks are going to be improved. There's going to be some teams like the Knicks were the four seed. Uh, you know. I could easily see them being the four again, but no higher than that. There's no way. And no, it's just not there. I agree. But you know what? What it is, it gives me a reason to watch MSG during the week now. And I'm jonesing because I can't watch any of my sports teams. Everybody stinks. So that's it, my friend Chris. Thank you for doing this with me via Zoom, via a lot of V's, the Via show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you guys are all happy. Packers won, Cowboys won. Uh, you know, this is so bad for me because now I'm, you think I'm bitter anyway. Now I got to watch you two guys enjoy a First season. First of all, I don't enjoy anything. I'm, I'm, I enjoy the games kind of, but the stress and the anxiety that comes with it, I, I kind of carry with me throughout half now, the listen, week. The difference is you would be able to still come to work. If the Cowboys lose four in a row, Dave will be no way. He won't be. I'll have, we'll be, I'll yeah, be sending, it, it won't be good. That's for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll not. have to send a, I'll have to send something to his dad, his brother. I'll spend probably like, I would say at a good Italian deli, and and I'll probably spend a hundred dollars a week just sending flowers. It'll be like a wake over there, like someone passed away. Um, but I feel bad because in the playoffs, when they both get beat, you guys will be all bummed. Uh, but by then, you know what the beauty is: when the Packers and Cowboys lose in the playoffs, we'll be in the heart of the Rutgers basketball season. I'll be Jones. Oh, can I but, tell you how bad it is once football season ends for me? Because like I have that I, lull. That low where I can't fully get into get the NBA it. yet. You know what it is? It's just too far away from baseball. And I know we're both huge baseball fans. And uh, isn't it funny how when your team is good, you don't really watch anything spring training at all, any sport. But when your team stinks, you're like, hey, don't they? Aren't they doing like warm ups today on Yes Network? Yeah. And you watch, you find yourself watching one of those shows where like they're just showing like ah, Garrett Cole's walking in the outfield doing a soft toss. You're like, and as if it's like you're watching a Super Bowl. But when your team is good, you miss all that. Especially like uh, NCAA tournament and stuff like that. You get jaded, man. That's you get jaded, how it is. But 
this year since everybody stinks uh, and some say maybe my show stinks uh, who knows hope you enjoyed it that's it that's the Jimmy Palomo show another one of the books good night everybody